Hello, listeners, and welcome to the newest episode of the HSC Insider. I am one of your co-hosts, Brandon Sermon, and I'm joined by... Taylor Rogers. And we are so excited to have you all tuning in to listen to today's episode as we have our special guest in studio with us today, none other than Dr. Erica Thompson and Dr. Stacy Greiner. Of course. We're really glad that you um, ladies could join us today. We're excited to have you here. Absolutely. Now, if we could, let's start out with an easy question. Um, First of all, just tell us, uh, each one of you, whoever wants to go first, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, about your role here at HSC, um, and what, you know, kind of what you're doing here. I can go ahead and get started. Is that all right, Stacy? That's great. Uh, so I'm Erica Thompson. I'm an assistant professor here in the School of Public Health in the Department of Biostatistics and Epidemiology. And I am the current program director for the Maternal and Child Health Concentration in our MPH program. Uh, so I have the great privilege of advising our maternal and child health students as they go through their two-year MPH program. Uh, In addition to that, I do a lot of research related to sexual and reproductive health, primarily around HPV vaccination and contraception. So I also get to work with a lot of students in that capacity as well. And similar to Dr. Thompson, I am in the School of Public Health as well. Um, I'm an assistant professor. I've been here for about three years now. Um, Dr. Thompson and I have worked together for quite some time now, so we've continued our relationship here in Texas. I am the director of the Public Health Leadership Program, and most of my work is in sexual and reproductive health as well, mainly focusing on sexually transmitted infections. Awesome. So, again, uh, we're so glad to have both of you here today. Thanks, Brandon. Oh, you're absolutely welcome. <laughs> well, we'll, um, we'll get started into the, the deep dive then here. Um, so, in the last two years, you know, there's there's been a few things going on in our world. Mm-hmm. Um you know, just just a few things. Has there been? <laughs> <laughs> and so we've seen the field of public health gain some buzz on a global scale. So asking each of you specifically, what what led you to pursue a career in public health? I'll, I'll get us started on this one. This is Stacy. I am a dental hygienist by training. So I have clean teeth for a while. And in doing that, I realized that clinical care was not for me. So I started talking. I thought I was going to be a dentist. Mm -hmm. I talked to my professors. I was like, what am I going to do with my life? This is not for me. I need to do something bigger. So in talking to that, one of my professors who was a dentist said, oh, you should look into public health. It's the future. And I was like, I have, I don't even know what public health is. Like, where do I even start? So in doing that, I figured out that's what I want to do. It's expanding what I do on an individual level to a population level. That that's the podcast title right there. <laughs> Public health. It's the future. Oh, I like that. <laughs> it, is. It, it was. It has, it, it, it has it been. Became. That is that has proven mm-hmm. absolutely accurate. She was right. I should email her. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you should. <laughs> Well, my story is a little longer. Um, I first became interested in public health, and I didn't know what it was when I was in seventh grade. We watched a documentary in our science class, and the band played on, which was all about the HIV epidemic um, in the 80s and 90s and trying to figure out what was this virus that was killing folks. Um, And I remember watching that, and 
they had these people from the CDC on there. I'm like, that's what I want to do. But I couldn't quite put my finger on it. No one had said, this is public health. And I remember then in college, back when you had the the book of all the majors, it wasn't all online, you had to flip through the book. (laughs) And I was going through and I was like, and I came across the description for epidemiology and public health. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's what it is. I remember that that movie and trying to articulate what it was I wanted to do and coming to that book and and realizing public health, that's when I changed my major and have have done public health ever since. Um, And what's funny about all of this is, you know, your question about how did we come to public health and Dr. Greiner and I have been talking about how, I wonder how this question is going to evolve now that people have Mm -hmm. been so exposed to public health during the pandemic, because this has been one of our favorite questions. We always ask prospective students and our current students, how do you find public health? Because it's like this secret. Mm -hmm. In fact, my family for the longest time thought I was a skin doctor because I studied epidemiology and I would get (laughs) random pictures of skin. Um, Yeah. So now people know what epidemiology is, what public health is, what what we do. So um, I'm excited to see how this question evolves over time. Yeah, because before COVID, all we had was like outbreak or like movies that represented public health. And now we have an actual scenario. Yeah. So. Absolutely. People know who we are now. Right. Right. We're kind of famous. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of famous. Alternate title. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, that's the truth, though. Um, public health has definitely been in the limelight um, and on mainstream. It's dominated the news cycles um, for like two years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, that's good for us. Yeah. Um, and it does definitely keep us busy and, and it does keep me busy. Um, so it's always good to be busy because if I wasn't busy, then I probably wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. So. You know, that's different. But moving right along, um, you know, going back to you, you both shared, um, you know, how uh, you found your way into public health and what you've studied while you've been working in the field. Uh, so I'm going to start with uh, you, Dr. Thompson, with the next question. Uh, so for our listeners here, those that don't know, the School of Public Health has the Master of Public Health program, which has four areas of concentration. Um, and both Dr. Griner and Dr. Stace, uh, both Dr. Griner, excuse me, and Dr. Thompson uh, have already mentioned uh, that they are program directors for the maternal and child health and public health leadership concentrations. So, Dr. Thompson, what is maternal and child health, and what does one do with an MPH uh, with a concentration in uh, maternal and child health? That's a great question. So, when people ask me what is maternal and child health, I come back with the answer of it's everything. So in maternal and child health, we think of the entire life course. So not only from um, the baby and the mom or whatever the family unit may be, but also how that family progresses over their lifespan and how generations can influence health from one generation to the next. So while we may traditionally think of it as moms and babies, it's much more inclusive of that. We, we talk about not only pregnancy, but also sexuality. Um, we talk about different life stages like adolescence and young adulthood, childhood. It, it really spans everything around us. And I tend to think of 
maternal and child health is kind of the, the cornerstone of public health in some ways because when we think about, you know, what are some of the biggest health disparities we see here in the United States, infant mortality and maternal mortality are some of the biggest ones we see with black uh, mothers and uh, infants being more likely to die than their white counterparts. And, and that's just so unacceptable. And where a lot of our work in public health gets dedicated is to helping address those disparities. And that's really the canary in the coal mine for many of our health disparities that we see here in the United States. Wow. I like that canary in the coal mine. I've never heard that before, but I like that. I, I have a, I, I worked with um, someone who is in um, journalism and they were asking me about the, the increase in prenatal syphilis that's going on recently. So in Texas, it's increased quite a bit over the last couple of years. And she was like, have you heard of this thing? It's, it's called a, a sentinel event. Like it's a marker that something else bigger is going wrong. When this mm -hmm. happens, something else is going on. We need to reevaluate the healthcare system. So I hadn't heard that term either, but I liked it a lot. Yeah, I really like that. And so because maternal and child health is so comprehensive, that means our students can go on and do a lot of things in public health with mm -hmm. a maternal and child health concentration. It doesn't have to specific, specifically say maternal and child health in the title, um, but it's often in any type of public health position, you are interacting with these populations, maybe children, maybe pregnant persons, maybe adolescents. Um, so I really encourage our students not to limit their scope in terms of thinking MCH needs to be in the title, but it, it can really be any type of public health position that they would be qualified for. It's just that special emphasis and interest area where they, they have that added skill set. And I'll also add that, you know, our federal government and states invest in maternal and child health, which also means there's a lot of a lot of jobs in that area as well. So in a state health department or some bigger local health departments, you know, people are keeping track of vital statistics mm -hmm. and births and things like that. Mm -hmm. So plenty of opportunities. Wow. Well, thank you, ladies, very much. So we'll go ahead and I'm going to actually pose you the same question, Dr. Greiner, if you want to start this one, but we're going to actually look at what is public health leadership mm -hmm. and what can one do with a master's in public health with a concentration in public health yeah. leadership. It's a great question, and I'm glad you asked it. Um, this degree actually used to be called public health practice. Okay. Um, it's developed a lot over the last two years to public health leadership, right? Lots of people can practice public health. We want you to have the skills to be a leader in public health. Um, public health in general has kind of two aspects that I think are really important. One is being able to address health disparities, um, so differences that exist in health outcomes by populations, no matter what that population is. And then um, social justice issues as well, or social determinants of health, so bigger issues that impact health. Um, for public health leadership, we're designing you to we're design the program so that you can be a leader in public health. That's managing people, managing programs, managing organizations. So you get some special training in how to do those um, and have that skill set. A lot of, surprisingly, a lot of people who have graduated recently with public health degrees have moved on into epidemiology positions, given what we talked about earlier and the fact that COVID happened. So a lot of things changed. Um, and public health leadership is, like MCH, a very broad degree. So you can apply these skills to any topic that you want. And I think that's what makes it so valuable. And if I could just add, I think the leadership component is so integral right now. You know, going through the COVID-19 pandemic, we've really seen 
our public health workforce tested and having those leadership principles and skill sets I think are so vital now if, if someone's going into public health, they're going to need that skill set, mm-hmm. right? Because, yeah. the, you know, you have to be able to manage changes in a, a very turbulent environment sometimes uh-huh. very quickly. Absolutely. 100% turbulent. Huh. <laughs> That's my Another word for title? the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As a tag. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely throw that on there. Turbulent but fun. Yes. Right? So fun. Yes. Public health is fun. Absolutely. I agree. And even from, um, you know, just from where I sit and being able to see all the cool things that our faculty in the School of Public Health are doing, all of the cool things that our current students get to do mm-hmm. and our alum. I've been here long enough now to where I, I've seen a couple of classes graduate and it's, it's pretty amazing to see where they end up and the kind of work they're doing. Um, and, and, you know, it's always great to get those updates um, because, you know, I've, like I said, I've been here long enough now. If they get an email from me, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll answer that. <laughs> and, and so it's always great to get those updates um, and see how our program here at HSC has really developed them uh, to address the different issues that we are facing today in the field of public health. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a question for both of you. Both of you have either served on our admissions committee or are serving on our admissions committee. So when it comes to that ideal candidate, um, what does an ideal candidate for uh, the MPH program look like? And what can future applicants be doing now to learn more about public health and and basically strengthen their application? So I'm on the admissions committee right now. I've been on the admissions committee since I came here, so about three years now. Um, People know a lot more about public health now, which is exciting. But being able to articulate that in your statement of purpose is really important. You don't have to know the ins and outs of public health, but you should be able to identify how it differs from medicine or clinical care. Um, And then what do you want to be when you grow up? Why do you want to get a degree in public health? What's your goal? And what skills do you want to gain from that? Yeah, I would definitely agree with emphasizing what is it about public health that interests you? What's that public health story? How do you find Mm -hmm. it? And what is it you're hoping to do in the future? You don't have to, you know, be able to list off that exact job description, but just broadly, what's motivating you to get into this particular field? Is it your passion for social justice? Is it your passion for helping populations or communities? What is it that's driving you to be part of this program? Yeah. And a lot of people talk about life experiences. This happened to me, so I want to prevent it from happening to other people. And I think that's really important, too. Absolutely. What was the second part of your question? Uh, what can future applicants do now um, to learn more about public health and help build their application or strengthen their application? Well, subscribe to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. But I think there's a lot of ways to get more familiar with public health. I mean, it's all around us. So doing a little bit of learning on your own, if it's through uh, movies, videos, or yeah. or just looking on online at at different public health programs and seeing what it is people in public health actually do Mm -hmm. to get a little bit more familiar. Yeah. And School of Public Health really values volunteer and community involvement. Um, So reaching out to some community organizations that you're interested in working in, um, maybe getting some volunteer hours, which also looks great to bring to your application. Yes, it does. But it will (laughs) give you a little bit more information about what public health looks like in practice. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh, reach out to faculty members, too. 
We love talking about public health, obviously. <laughs> and they're not scary. I mean, <laughs> have you listened to all of this? <laughs> This has been a wonderful conversation. You ladies are fantastic. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, We so much appreciate it. Thank you also for tuning in to this episode of the HSC Insider. Um, If you are interested in learning more about the um, public health program offerings that we have here at HSC, please visit our website, unthsc.edu. There are also plenty of upcoming events that you can join. Um, Brandon actually hosts the informational sessions for the School of Public Health that happen twice a month. Those can be found on our website, unthsc.edu slash admissions. Uh, we say that every single episode. You should know every, it by now. Every time. <laughs> you know where to find us. If we can help you through your journey um, into a public health profession or, or any other program that we offer here at HSC, please feel free to reach out. Um, but until next time, I'm Taylor Rogers. And I'm Brandon Sarman. And thank you for turning in to the HSC Insider.